Every two days, at least one person in New Zealand suffers a spinal injury. Billions of dollars is being spent on research and treatment around the world. Some are controversial, others are giving people hope. But there is still no cure. I'm Sharon Brett Kelly, and today on The Detail, the story of Simo Damari, Italian, former America's Cup sailor, who is now a tetraplegic. In March 2019, he was due to go super yacht racing in the Caribbean. Instead, he went to hospital and didn't come home until August in a wheelchair. Today, I'm with Simo and his wife Sonia in their Auckland home to talk about what has happened in the three years and their search for a cure that has taken them halfway around the world. So let's go back to that day in March 2019. I was just on a nice, beautiful, sunny day, and I just dragged the family to the beach. And I would just inflate my inflatable paddleboard just to go and play with the kids in the water. And after, I don't know, maybe a couple hours we were mucking around, I just fell in a funny way. I have no idea how it happened or how I ended up in that position, but I ended up with my head straight into the sand. And I heard a... You know, I just say, mm, this, this, this is a decent decent hit. But I was sitting on the bottom and uh, looking up, so I just kind of wait for the waves to go by and I push myself up. But my legs were gone. So I, I knew exactly what was it straight away because I've done a lot of training on this kind of injuries. And because I'm right-handed, I just start to move my right hand, which wouldn't work either. So for a Brief second, I thought I was at the end of it, you know, I was just like, okay. And uh, luckily, my left hand was working, so I managed to reserve myself with it and just start call for help. And a guy came and picked me up, and I told him, you know, just make sure you hold my head steady because I've already lost my legs. And one of my little kids, which was there with me, she said, oh, Daddy, your legs are there. What are you talking about? You know? I said, yeah, but they're not quite working. And um, that was it. They just dragged me to the beach and wait for an ambulance and drive a bit with the ambulance. And then we transferred on a helicopter and went to the hospital. And were you there as well, Sonia? Yes. Yeah, I was on the beach. So the two boys were um, with their boogie boards and... Simo was there with um, this inflatable paddleboard and he actually broke, I remember him breaking the paddle because he goes pretty hard on everything and he came back to the beach and he was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter about the paddle, he just dropped it down and went back into the water. And the next thing I saw uh, was the inflatable paddleboard on the beach and somebody waving, but their back was to the, like they were facing out to the waves and... I couldn't see the kids and I couldn't see Simo and I just thought that maybe it was someone Simo was going to help someone. I never expected to be him sitting there waving for help. So it was a crazy day because Simo is so his whole life's been in the water with sailing and surfing and windsurfing and kiting and you name it, he does it. And so I think that was the the biggest shock was to have someone who's kind of, you know, 
so amazing in the water and so amazing and strong in real life and on everyday scenarios be in a position where things weren't working. So you said at the time that you only really had use of your left arm. You obviously have now have use of both arms. Yeah, I recover. Uh, I, I got sensation back just after surgery. And then in the next five, six months, I recover it 100% almost. There was a big plus. Is it a spinal cord injury? Yeah. I break uh, C6 and 7. So they call me a C5 spinal cord injury. And, um, and that means what? It's just the numbers of vertebra from the top down. The lower the damage, the better it is. You know, the more you can um, function. Like for the level of my injury, I shouldn't have my arms and hands. Oh, is that right? Normally what? You'd have neck up? Probably shrug, shrug the shoulder, that's it. And is that a bit of luck or is that because you've been working hard I'd, on... I had an idea. Yeah, probably a bit of both. And, and, and also where you damage the spine. So they say that the spinal cord is sort of as big as your little finger and half of it is motor and half of it is sensor. So depending on where you damaged, so Simo can feel people touching him all over his body. So his, his sensor works really well. So he can say, you're touching my little toe, I can see you're touching my knees. Um, it's the motor, it's the other part of the spinal cord that is still not engaging. It's not a spinal cord itself that hasn't been damaged, it's, it's all intact. But it's the grey and white matter that are around, which is the same stuff you got in your brain. Mm-hmm. But that's what gets signal up and down. And you had some surgery pretty quickly after the accident? Yeah, it was the morning after and um, right. and then the first uh, three weeks we were in a hospital in Middlemore, which is a very, very blurry period. I don't remember much of that. I remember some really weird dreams probably because of all the medicine I've been given. And um, yeah, after that we moved to the spinal unit. What is that like you know it sounds so cliched but to wake up knowing you know oh, it's you... horrible yeah, it is horrible you know your life life as you know it's gone you know first thing the doctor says oh you know you, you're done for life that's you and I always tell everybody oh it's you know, that's that's not gonna happen you know done for life what you're never going to walk again yeah Except the surgeon. The surgeon was the only one who says, oh, you know, there's always hope. And... Sonia, what, what was it like for you? Well, so they were, we were waiting in the emergency and, and Simo was like, oh, I don't like this. It's a, they're taking a really long time. I think that it's not good news. They'd um, transferred him onto different cart to push him in to get an MRI, and which was really painful. They had some sort of crazy cart that you couldn't remove the headrest and... And because his neck was in so much, his arms and everything were on fire and his neck was in pain, like I remember that being like a, just a moment where I was like, I can't believe that we're in 2019 and they've got these, they don't have the facilities to move people correctly if they've got a, like a damaged neck. And Middlemore, it's, it's not a, a warm and fuzzy hospital, but... I went and found someone. I, I called my dad. I said, you know, we know there's something that's not right. We're at the hospital. Uh, the kids are being driven to you. Can you drive to me? I was still wearing a wet bikini, and um, I had a dress over the top, so I was freezing because we were in air conditioning. And I went. I just said to see my look, I'll, I'll go out and see if I can find someone. And I never told him, but I did find someone, and they said, your husband's broken his neck. He's never going to walk again. 
and as brutally as that. It's, it's, it was black and white, and I just I, I really respected the fact that it was black and white because it meant that I could start figuring out what the next steps were. I remember there was another person who got helicoptered in that night, I think from the Taranaki, and he was a, a gentleman of a different age group, and he had been up a ladder, and he'd fallen off the ladder and put himself headfirst through his ceramic table. So there was two spinal cord injuries. And, like, I, you know, when you look at the injuries, you don't think that this is something that happens to people very often, but actually it was like a train, like watching people come in who had all had this horrific thing happen to them in a different way. Simo was surfing, that guy was off a ladder, car crashes, like, you know, there's a lot. Mm. And we're not really aware of that. Like, it's a it's a major injury, and, and it happens regularly. Like, it's not once a month, especially in summertime. It happens all the time at the beach. Mm. And so I never, I didn't tell Simo, I wanted the doctors to tell him what the diagnosis was. Oh, I knew it. As soon as I broke my neck, I knew it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sailing on, you know, these foiling yachts, you know, we've done a lot of uh, training, you know, it's, it's something like that happened, you know, because you can fall from very, you know, 10 metres up high. So I knew straight away that that was the problem. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not just your legs, you know, that's... What most, most people don't realize is that uh, you don't see someone in a wheelchair and, you know, that's it. There's so much behind it from your body temperature control and bowel and bladder. It's, it's just a full nightmare, the whole thing. The nightmare didn't end there for Simo, an elite sportsman who has sailed in five America's Cup campaigns. There was a risk after his surgery that he would not be able to breathe on his own. Thankfully, he pulled through. But for several weeks, while he was in Middlemore, then the spinal unit, he had no swallow function. And there's more. So once we made it through um, ICU and HDU, and then he got um, pneumonia, which is really normal, apparently, with spinal cord injuries at the hospital, but he was in a ward with multiple people, and it was horrendous and I kept wanting to take him away and like come home and they were like you can't take him out of the system he's got to stay in it and then we moved to the spinal unit which uh, is supposed to be updated a very long time ago it's a very 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 old building that um, it works on like they have a a call system that rings through the entire building when one person wants something so just on, on night and day. All just 24 night, hours a day, yeah. unless you've got a super strong character with a super strong family behind you, that place could actually put you into a whole lot of, you know, yeah. ho- take away your hope. And luckily the staff was really, really nice. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was an incredible experience, actually. I and never, how long were you there for? Uh, four months, four and a half months. Way uh-huh. too long. The whole time? Yeah, because I had, um, at one point I had um, pressure sore. And so I, I, I've been in bed for like a month and a half, basically, without being able to get out of it. And like showering, he's not on a normal chair. They had to put him on a like a lay-flat bed. Yeah. He couldn't shave himself because his arm wasn't working. Oh, yeah. I was just going up to here, and I couldn't go here for whatever reason. You know, <laughs> there was so much Simple that he things. couldn't yeah. do, and he was so... Um, and he unfortunately kept getting reoccurring infections that they just couldn't figure out what it was. So he was there a lot longer than he should have been. Looking around this room, this is your living room, your sitting yeah. room. You're sitting in a wheelchair. There's yeah. another incredible-looking wheelchair there. Yeah, that's, it's like a Segway, so it's basically it's just two wheels, so you mm-hmm. balance itself, and you can drive just moving your body. The very good thing of that is I can put bigger wheels and go to the beach. 
It's a lot of freedom on that little thing. Yeah. yeah. And then over here, you've got what looks like two exercise so machines. Uh, that one is a standing frame. So you sit on it and um, the seats rise up so you can stand. Again, you know, you can help with bowel and bladder. And uh, I do all sorts of exercise on top of it, like from my arms and shoulders and try to do some mini, mini squats here and there. Mm -hmm. And this one is um, a bike which is, I have 24 electrostimulation patches attached around my legs and glutes. Yeah. And the pedals are perfectly synchronized with a computer. And depending on where the pedals are, the computer will fire up the patches that I need to move the pedals. And that will help you to keep your muscle tone and mass and uh, um, will help you with circulation. So you get rid of all those skin problems. And now I start to get some good results. Now by the end of it, I'm, I'm actually sweating. Yeah. And then in the hallway, there's, you've got a standing frame oh, which yeah. you built yourself. Yeah, just it's it's standing frame I built uh, for physiotherapy. Like you say, you spend what five to six hours a day. Yeah. Strengthening your body. Yeah, what? but it works. You know, it works because I feel better and I always see small improvements. Now I can almost stand just by holding my knees. You know, I'm holding my hands. My hips now stays together. And there are days where I can just stand up just with holding with my hands and my quads are working and uh, I keep, keep my whole body up. So, it, you know, it does work. It takes me forever to get to this, but it works. So. It works, but there is something else that is much more radical that Simo is doing. Umbilical cord stem cell therapy in Panama, and he's just back from his second round of treatment. But the first trip wasn't without trepidation. We basically just found one of the spinal cord people and looked him up on Facebook, and I just started messaging him. I was like, "Hi, Juan Carlos from Costa Rica. You don't know me. I'm New Zealand. You're from New Zealand. My husband's had this experience. I'm really sorry to approach you this way, but um, we know that you've been there. We know that you've had good results. Could you just tell me? Could you fill in some kind of gaps and, and blanks?" And Juan messaged back with with a voice, a few voice messages, saying basically that um, the treatment had given him back his life. It just kind of gave us some sort of confidence that it, we weren't going into the unknown. We just wanted someone to say, "Do it, go." And he said, "Don't, don't think twice. Get on a plane and go." You know, looked few interviews and cases and stuff, and I couldn't find anything bad or anything against it. You know, like any, how you say, uh, contraindication. How you call yes. it? Yep. Yeah. As I say to everybody, I went with a. Uh, Decent amount of hope, but no expectation. Because, mm. you know, it's, yeah, it actually ended up being pretty good because I regained a lot of my trunk muscle. I regained full bladder sensitivity. Uh, my body temperature got stable straight away. And it's a few, few, few things. I had tons of energy. It was unbelievable. Can yeah. you explain what happens? What do they do? So you, get, like, so you fly to Panama. Yeah. Which is a trauma in itself. Well, I was just going to say, how yeah. do you even get there ah, from so New it's Zealand? Just, it's just a nightmare. Just a nightmare travel on a wheelchair. But we flew to LA and mm -hmm. then LA, Panama. It's, it's a fair bit of trip, like you know, 20, 25 hours or whatever it is by the end of it. In, in New Zealand has at least got plane, a plane that can cope with a wheelchair going into a, into a bathroom. But the other airline that we took was 
six and a half hours of flight and you couldn't get into a bathroom. So, you, you know, that, there's all sorts of things that you don't think about yeah. that, you you know, opens your you eyes. See, you to, see the little wheelchair thing on, a, on the door, so oh, how do I get in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, so it seems that it's a wheelchair bathroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't put in but the wheelchair. I think, I think one of the guys says, oh, well, you stand up and you sit there. <laughs> Same with customs yeah. in America. Could you stand up, sir, and walk through the thing? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> but yeah, okay. so and yeah. The, the treatment it's, itself is pretty easy. It's uh, it's just an IV infusion and and then a lum, lumbar puncture infusion as well, which is performed by a you know a pedi- epidural specialist. You talk about the cells, Sonia. So so what is it? It's an injection of brand new umbilical cord cells the good thing about it it's they're brand new you know i'm 48 so that they're not 48 years old and as you know like the kids they can bounce around and get hurt and just you know get better straight away and that's that's the whole philosophy behind it and that's that's what actually i experienced because when i get head there i had a fair bit of pain in my shoulders i have an ingrow toenails and it, everything went really quickly. The, and in terms of movement? It works. In, ten, in terms of movement, um, I start to, again, regain quite a lot of trunk and side abs. I got stronger legs, even if I cannot voluntarily move them. Mm-hmm. But they got, they got stronger. I, get, I gained back muscle mass, which helps when, I, when you stand and do all sorts of exercise. And... Um, well, in terms of movement, it was my whole trunk. I can twist it, I can bend forward and back, which before I was almost tied onto the chair, you know. And now we just got to see what happens in the next six, six, eight months. And ideally, would you go back again? For, if, yes. And you'd keep going back? Yeah, you can go back as much as you want, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be related to results. Because now it's been um, three years... You know, there's always a chance that whenever you go further and further away in time, it's uh, it's harder to recover. Mm-hmm. That's because you get um, scar tissue that you know close up everything. So we will see what happens now. I can definitely feel energies and definitely do stuff way easier. So um, we'll see in the next six eight months, and then we we go from there. You've got to pay for it yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can tell you, it's, it's twenty seven thousand US to do the treatment plus the flights. Do you feel confident that one day you will be up and walking yes. because of this treatment? Uh, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, this treatment definitely helps. It helped a lot last time, last time and we'll, we'll see this time in the next few months. But one way or the other, I'll find a way to get back up. You know? But it's also like a, a matter of quality of life. So even if it's not the biggest picture of up and walking, it's, you know, to see Simo go from being so cold on a beautiful summer's day that he had to have Ugg boots and a jump and a, and a blanket wrapped around him to being completely normal. I mean, that is insane. I think it's, there's like little steps for people that are, find themselves in this scenario, like having better control of your bladder and things is ginormous. Like that changes your life. Like it uh, gives you a sense of freedom and certainty and confidence because, um, you know, that, that disappears. Now, this is not a promotion for the therapy. It is about Simo and Sonia's quest to find the treatment that will help him walk again. I spoke to two New Zealand organisations, Spinal Trust and Spinal Cord Society, 
who say that a number of Kiwis have travelled overseas at their own cost for treatment. They say that stem cell therapy has been trialled for many years but is still in its infancy. Spinal Trust CEO Hans Wouter tells me he's not aware of any publicly funded therapy trials in New Zealand but he says the ACC support for traumatic injuries is second to none. To be honest, I do feel quite lucky because, you know, we've been provided from ACC with pretty much anything we need. You know, in the end, I don't see how much more I can get to get better life quality, to be honest. I was really impressed, you know, with the whole system here it's it's pretty amazing you know there's been a lot of support and and uh, you know all the house modification you know put a little lift at the back so i can go up and down myself and yeah that's that's it's pretty amazing you know if i would have been in italy it would have been a completely different story you know you would have had to pay for all of this yeah you have to pay for yourself uh, like here we have i have a pretty good um financial support as well you know because they give you a certain amount of money or what you were making before. So that's, uh, that's, that's quite incredible. You know, I'm really grateful for that. That's you have had to pay for a lot of money to go somewhere else for treatment. That's yeah, but that that's, was my choice. And, you know, I, that's, to be honest, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one. You know, it's an alternative you know, treatment, call mm. it whatever you want. But so I, I do understand their point there. Okay, so so you say that your quality of life is is good thanks to ACC, but what's it like for you just you know going out the door and doing the things that the rest of us find take for granted? Yeah, also I I can drive because I got hand control on my car and I have a robotic arm in the boot of my car that come and grab my chair and put it in the boot. Mm. Whatever I can do, I'll, I'll I'll do it. I wouldn't have an answer, you know what's you more 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 the only thing I want is my legs back you know yeah I mean our life has completely changed pre-COVID and pre the accident we were constantly out of our house we were always super sporty um, super active mm-hmm. so um, I think there is there is a huge sacrifice that happens within a family unit when someone has an accident or become has issues and has a dis- disability um, but I, I think you still have to look at big picture and and focus on that. So I try to put all those energy to uh, recovery. I'm fully determined to get out of this chair and uh, I'll do everything I can. You had a dream though that you were walking by one of the kids' weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was standing there. Oh, you did actually have the dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots yeah. of people actually have dreamt that he's seeing Simo walk. When I dream, I'm always walking or standing. I never, I'm in a wheelchair. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite weird, but yeah. And Simo is working on a trust called Chasing What Matters to set up a car racing team for disabled people. Well, that's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is public interest journalism funded through NZ On Air and produced by Newsroom for RNZ. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. Today's episode was engineered by Blair Stagpole and produced by Sarah Robson. And thanks to Simo and Sonia Demar. Mā te wā.